Good morning. My name is Rashid. I was born and raised in Morocco to a Muslim family. And uh, at the age of 12, I started listening to TWR, um, Transport Radio. And um, at age of the end of my 16 year and seven, the beginning of my 17, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And um, since then, it was a long journey. I will share some of it today. And what you, what you saw on that video is just um, a short clip from a program I do weekly since 2006 until today for 15 years. Every Thursday night in Middle East, prime time, millions of people are watching, and so many of them call me to challenge me or to give their lives to Jesus Christ like our brother in this clip. I will share with you uh, from my background and from all this experience why Muslims are the way they are, why they need the gospel. Let me say this. Muslims are victim of their religion. They are victim of a false image of God. The image we have about God affects everything in our lives, affects our society, affects our governments, affects our families, affects every detail you can think of. If the image of God changes in the minds of Muslims, they will change. And that happened with me personally. So I'm going to do a contrast between what I believed and why I choose Christianity, what changed. I will start with this verse in John 8, 32. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. If we know the true image of God, it will set us free from the false image of God. I had a uh, Muslims believe in a God, in a creator. They call him Allah. We, so many people ask me so many times, do we worship the same God? It's yes and no, because it depends on what you mean. Muslims believe in a creator who created the universe, a God who is just. They believe in all that. I have been taught that God has 99 names according to Islam. I memorized all of them because I have been taught if I memorize God's names, I will go to paradise. I still remember them. I still can recite them. But none of those names has love in it. You will not find love. God is not love in the whole Quran. I learned also that God is the most high. He, in Islam, we believe there are seven heavens, then the throne of God, then God above the throne. You, there is no relationship with him. The closest you can get to him is when he descends to the first heaven and the third, uh, last third of the night. So you have to stay late 
and pray late so you can have that closeness a little bit to God. Actually, I, I learned from my dad also that the, the, the lowest you go, the farthest you go from God, that's where he is glorified. It's, it's the opposite of Christianity. I learned also that God can do whatever he wants. You know, in the Quran it says even he can deceive people. He can lead people astray. I had one debate one time with a Muslim sheikh, and I say, do you believe God can deceive people? He said, yes. And I said, what the devil does then? Did he retire if God deceives people? So that's the God I knew. Remember, I didn't share this at the beginning. My dad was an imam in a local mosque in my village, which equivalent to a pastor in a church. So when I became a Christian, that caused him a lot of trouble among his congregation and among the villagers in my village. So what changed? If God's image was like that in my mind as a child, as a Muslim, what changed? Well, the God I didn't know back then before listening to Transworld Radio, that he is love. Yeah, in Islam, 99 names, but no love. Then I learned from the Gospels that he is love. What does that mean? It means he is the source of every pure love. Our love for our families, for our children, for our wives, for our moms and dads for our grandparents, for our society, for our neighbor, for our nation, all comes from God. He is the source of love. Then I learned also that this God is not just up there, and I have no relationship with Him. No, He descended not to the first heaven. He descended to earth. He became a human being like you and me without a sin. What, what, what a contrast with the image of God. And you know that affects our lives. In the Middle East, the image of God affected our leaders as well. They are so far, so distanced from the population. The, the smallest official in the government, you will find he has a big desk and you cannot reach him. He has guards and he has everything. You cannot reach him. Because of that image, you are more glorified if you make more distance between you and people. I learned also that this God, he left his glory and he became a servant in Jesus Christ. I learned also he can do whatever it takes to save me. He went even to the cross because he loved me. The God I knew, he made me think, I'm just a slave. You know, in Islam, there is no sonship. You cannot be a son of God. There are no sons or daughters. We are just all slaves. And he is the master. And we just do whatever he asks us to do without even asking or understanding why.
He made me scared. I was so afraid of God. As a child, I learned if I don't pray, he will take me to hell. So I was scared. I was praying the five times a day, not because I love to pray, not because I love God, but just because I was afraid of him. So here is your five prayers and leave me alone. I started learning to fast at early age. Fasting is, is, is a must when you reach puberty. But we, they start teaching us from early childhood how to fast. You must fast 30 days a year. I did fast, but out of fear, not out of love. Because I was afraid he will punish me if I don't do that. It's fear. It's a relationship, a relationship based on fear. He made me full of hatred towards non-Muslims. In Islam, I have been taught that Christians and Jews, they are the worst creatures you can have on earth. They are the enemies of Allah. Allah hates them. He asks us to take them not for friends or allies. And that's why we hated the West. That's why we hated Israel. That's why we hated America. You hear on, on the news so many times in Iran, for example, they are chanting debt to America, debt to Israel. And they make you think it's about politics because Israel is occupying the land. That's how they say. But the reality is not that. We hated the Jews before the existence of a nation called Israel. We hated the West because they are Christians, because they are not Muslims. One time I had this, this um, I still remember it, this scene with my dad. He used to take me sometimes with him to the market. And in the market we get tourists coming from France in nice buses and taking pictures. And they are well-dressed and everything. We are just villagers, and you know, we work in the land, and we have so many um, struggles for our daily lives. And then I go there. I was fascinated looking at this shiny bus, beautiful girls coming out with blonde hair and taking pictures, and they are well-dressed and everything, and they're having fun. And I'm going with my dad, and I said, these are the Christians? He said, yes. I said, these Allah hates them? He said, yes. And he will take them to hell? He said, yes. Well, I said, why do they look like better than us? I mean, a child is asking a simple question he couldn't, I couldn't figure out. I mean, there is, there is something contradicting itself. I mean, if, if Allah hates them, he should not bless them in that way. He should bless us. And he said, no, no, don't worry about that. They have this, the glories of this earth, but they will be punished in the afterlife. They will not have the glories. Muslims will have the glories of the afterlife. That satisfied me as a child, as an answer. But later in my life, I just learned it is hatred toward Jews and Christians. We just hate them. The God I didn't know, he told me I'm not a slave. I'm a son. Jesus said, I will not call you slaves. 
because a slave doesn't know what his master is doing. We are sons and daughters. The God I didn't know made me feel safe. When I became a Christian, I never felt afraid to talk to God, to tell him what's in my heart, sometimes to complain even, to ask questions, why? I was never afraid because I'm talking to daddy. I'm talking to somebody I trust. It's a contrast. You have to think about it. Why Muslims are the way they are. He made me love everybody, including my enemies. You know, when I, the first time I read the Sermon on the Mount and I read, Love Your Enemies, I said, No. No. Because it's against our human instinct. We like to take revenge. We like to punch back. So it, it is something above human beings. It's something divine. So that's why I, I kept thinking about it over and over and over. And, and that, by the way, I'm just putting this information here, uh, that, those verses on the Sermon on the Mount are among many things that convinced me that Jesus is not a merely human being. He's not just a human. Because humans will not teach that. They will teach you to take revenge. And that's what we have been taught in Islam. The God I knew wanted to kill me if I stopped praying. You know, the punishment of stopping prayers in Islam willingly, without any excuse, not being sick or something, it's death. You should be killed. And they did it through history. They killed so many people for stopping prayers. They don't do it today, not because Islam doesn't teach it, but because they are afraid of human rights organizations, and the international community. He wanted to cut my hand if I steal. You know, the punishment of stealing in Islam cut the first hand. If you steal again, they cut the other hand. If you steal again, the feet. And if they if steal again, another feet. And it starts from an egg and above. Like the amount that you will be accused of can start with an egg and above. Like probably less than a dollar. A person can lose his hand. They still do it in Saudi Arabia. And, and ISIS, when they took over Iraq, they did it. I have seen so many graphic videos of that. In Islam, the God I knew wanted to stone my mom or my daughter or my sister if she sinned. Adultery. That's the punishment. 
You know, I, I, I wrote a book, The Ideology Behind Islamic Terrorism. It took me two years to write it. I saw so many videos. I couldn't forget one in Syria. A daddy killing his own daughter because she committed adultery, stoning her stone by stone. Why? Because that's what they have been taught. That's the image of God they have been taught. This God, he wanted to cut my head if I leave him. You know, leaving Islam, the punishment of leaving Islam is death. By the way, many countries still have it until today. It's still in Saudi Arabia. It's still in Mauritania. It's still in Yemen. It's still in many other places. And it happened during ISIS when they were ruling in certain areas. And that's why until today I cannot reveal my full name. I cannot go to certain places. I cannot go into any Arabic country even my home country, Morocco, I cannot go back to it. Because if I go, probably you will not see me again. The God I didn't know, on the opposite, let's say I say I don't want to pray today. I don't want to pray. Well, he says he's at the door. Knocking. If I open the door, he's so gentle. He will come in. But if I don't, it's up to me. I lose, not him. Let's say somebody steals. You know, there is a punishment with the law and the government that put it aside. That's not what I'm talking about. But with you between you, between a person and God, God forgives if we repent. In Islam, even if you repent, they have to cut your hand. Let's say a woman sins. We know from the Gospel of John that he forgive, forgave a woman and nobody, nobody around him was able to stone her because of what he said to them. And then he said, go and sin no more. He forgave her. Then let's say I want to leave Christianity. I don't want to be a Christian anymore. What, what Jesus will do, the Christian God, what will he do? Well, we know from the Gospel of Luke, he will be waiting as a daddy at the door, waiting that one day I will go back to him and he will hug me and kiss me and welcome me back. And he will say, my son was dead and he's alive. That's the difference. That's what, what changed my life. I was comparing two pictures, two images. This is the God I believe in. And this is the God that I am facing right now. Which one I will choose? Which one I will give my life to? Which one I trust?
The, the God I knew made, made my dad against me. You know, when I became a Christian, my family rejected me. It was a shock to me. I was only the end of my 16, the beginning of my 17, those months. And I was homeless in the streets. Not having a penny in my pocket. Not having many clothes, just the, one, the ones I was wearing. Not having food. I slept in the street several times. I was crying so many times. I walked in the streets of Casablanca just praying and in tears and saying, God, why are you allowed this? I'm just a child. I just believed in you. I talked and talked in the streets. It was tough. It was hard. Little I knew that God was preparing me for a bigger mission. Now many, many like our brother you saw in the video are calling me because they relate to me. They relate to my story. And God used my story to change their lives. Now I'm happy that I was homeless. Back then I didn't understand. He made my dad against me. I will tell you one story that I still remember vividly with my dad. Uh, we had many arguments with many back and forth. Many times he came to me and he, he tried to challenge me or tried to put, convince me to go back to Islam. One time he said, Rashid, why you did this to me? You just made me ashamed in front of my congregation. Many people, I cannot even preach to them. Sometimes they say to me, go preach to your son. The ones who are against me using you to hit me. You brought my face down. I cannot lift my face anymore among people. I'm not anymore respected. Why you did this to me? And I was like, Dad, I, I, my intention was not to hurt you. My intention was about my eternity. I was faced with things, so I believed in Christ. I don't want to hurt you. I love you. And I couldn't explain it more. It was hard and it was emotional. And I was crying and, and he had tears too on the other side. And he was just yelling and saying, why you did this? Why you did this? Then I got tired and I said, Dad, what Islam asks you to do in this case? It kind of shocked him and he was like, what do you mean? And I said, yeah, what Islam asks you to do in this case? He said, you know it. I said, no, I want to hear it from your own lips. To kill you? He said, yes. Well, please do it. I said, do it. I forgive you. Just do your duty. Huh? I want to live and I want to just go in peace. I don't want to hurt anybody. I just want to go. Just do it, please. He was like, I can't. I said, why? It's your duty, and you're a Muslim. I said, I can't do it. Why? I said, you're my son. You're my son. Do you think I will kill my son? I said, see, Dad, you have a heart, but the God 
you're serving doesn't have one. And, and that's the problem. If you understand this particular point, you will understand why Muslims are the way they are. Muslims are just like you and me. They are just normal people. They have their problems. They have their struggles. But they worship the wrong God. They think they are serving Him by doing certain things. The people in ISIS, the people in Al-Qaeda, they're not monsters. They were not born monsters. But they were brainwashed. People told them that this is the image of God, and you will do this so you will serve Him. So when they kill Christians in Iraq and Syria or take the Yazidi woman or do do anything, they are thinking they are doing it for a good purpose, for the sake of Allah. They are dying. They will say, we will go to paradise, we will have the 72 virgins, and we will be with the prophet and his companions, and it's a nice thing. They are not thinking they are doing a bad thing at all. And that's the problem. And it's our duty as a church to take the right image of God to them. The devil deceived them. The devil took them captives. And Jesus, only Jesus will set them free. And that's what we have to do, present Jesus to them. So anyway, he made my family rejected me. He made my country persecute me. I left Morocco not willingly. I can't go back anymore. I left in 2005. I can't go back. If I go back, I will be arrested at the borders. The God I didn't know on the opposite side, he made me pray for my dad and get him back. I had a chance to reconcile with my dad. He passed away in 2016. I spent the last two months of his life, I spent it with him. I flew him outside of Morocco, and I spent it with him in a hospital, and I believe he died a believer. We are seven siblings. Five of them now are believers. We're still praying for my mom. She's so close. So he made me win my sisters and my brothers. Not only that, he gave me a bigger family. It's you. Wherever I go, I have brothers and sisters. My Christian family. The God whom I know now, I love him so much because he saved me. You know, so many times I wonder if I didn't know Christ and I stayed a Muslim, where would I be now? So many times it came to my mind, probably I'll join ISIS because I had this zeal for my God and this zeal for my religion. And you know, in, from Morocco, probably between 2,000 and 3,000 people traveled to Syria to join ISIS. And they are between the age of 20 until 40. Probably I would have been there. Who knew? I love my God because He changed me completely. He changed my heart. He changed my life, literally. I love my God because He literally 
set me free. In John 8:36 it says if the son sets you free you will be free indeed. So what is the conclusion? I just want to leave with you two things. First, pray for Muslims. Help Muslims by sharing the right image of God, by sharing Christ with them. If it was not up to missions, I wouldn't be here today. Transworld Radio, I am in debt to them all my life for bringing Jesus to me. I love what they do. Second, I want to thank you because I learned that you have been supporting missions for a long time. Thank you so much for that. You have been sending missionaries and supporting them with prayer and financially. Really, I mean it from my heart. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me. Because Muslims are my family, my relatives. And if you have a relative, a son or a daughter, and you see them go perishing, they are going to perish. You will do anything, anything to save them. So thank you so much for helping us save our families, our relatives in the Middle East, North Africa, and many other places. God bless you.